Testing one, two, testing one, two. Hallelujah. Good morning, good morning, everyone. Welcome, welcome to New Covenant Worship Center. We are live here in the building, amen, to give God the glory on this last Sunday in the month of February. Amen. God has graced us and blessed us to see two months in this year of 2022. We got one more day, y'all, amen, and we're moving into March, moving into some spring weather, amen, and we're just grateful on this morning to give God the glory, the honor, and the praise. We welcome you all to New Covenant Worship Center as you all join us virtually on YouTube. YouTube and Facebook. Listen, I want you to share this. I need you to comment. I need you to like. I need you to begin to share the word of God that we're going to bombard heaven this morning. We're going to open up in prayer. We're going to have some awesome praise and worship and we're going to get the word of God on today, Father God. And we just come to magnify him and lift him up on today. So those of you all who are in the building, come on, let's lift up those hands. Let's begin to bless him. Let's begin to give the Lord a hand praise and magnify his name. Come on, let's make some noise for Jesus. Jesus in this house. Let's begin to exalt him, to magnify him. We make you large in this place this morning, Father God. Now, Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning, God, to give you all the glory, God. We come to bless and magnify your name today, Father God. We come to lift you up on this morning, God. We come to tell you thank you on today, Father God. And we just welcome your presence today, God. We welcome your power, your glory, your anointing on today, Father God. That, Lord, your presence will saturate and fill this this place this morning God that Lord we're asking you Lord to begin to go into the homes into the cars God into the businesses God where those who are watching virtually this morning God that your presence will saturate that place on today Father God and Lord we just come this morning to tell you thank you on today God thank you Lord for brand new mercies God thank you for a brand new day that we've never seen before God that you allowed us to wake up this morning God clothe in our right mind Father God thank you for the activities of our limbs this morning God thank you that our mind was stayed on you on today Father God that we can come into your presence today God to give you glory to give you honor God to bless and magnify your name like never before Father God and we speak life in this place today God we speak hope and strength to your people on today Father God and we bind every spirit of depression this morning God every place where there is weariness and discouragement God we speak life on today God we speak peace and blessings on today Father God that your word will come alive unto us like never before, God. And Lord, we decree and declare, God, that your anointing is moving in this place on today, God. We ask you to stir up this atmosphere this morning, God. Allow your presence and your power, God, to flow in this place like never before, God. And Lord, this morning we lift you up, Father God. We exalt you this morning, God, for you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords, Father God. You are our strength on this morning, God. You are our El Shaddai this morning. Father God, you are our Elohim on this morning, Father God, and we lift you up today, Father God, for you are worthy of the praise, God. You are worthy to be magnified, God. Now, Lord, heal your people this morning, God. Those who are dealing with sickness and illness and disease and infirmity, God, that, Lord, you will begin to touch our bodies, God. That, Lord, divine healing, Lord, is our portion on today, God. We bind up cancer, liver disease, God. Lord, migraine headaches this morning, God. Lord, kidney failure, God. Lord, we come up against every trick, every trap of the enemy, God, that will try to attack our bodies on today, God. I 
decree that by your stripes we are healed on today, Father God. And Lord, we pray, God, and lift up the nation of Ukraine on today, God. The country, God, of Ukraine, God, that you will begin to minister to those people, God. That you will give them a way of escape on today, God. That you will begin to bring forth peace and healing to that land on today, God. Lord, surround them with your blood, God. Lord, send forth revival, God. Send forth deliverance, God. Send forth angels to help, God, to fight against those that fight against them on this morning, God. And we pray for Russia on today, God, that you will minister to Vladimir Putin on today, Father God. Touch his heart, God. Lord, change his thought process. Change his heart, God, and give him a heart of compassion and love, God. Let peace reign in that country, in that region on today, God. That war will not be the answer. That innocent women and children and men will not be slain, God. We decree your blessings today, God, and we release your glory, and we're going to praise God for those who are in turmoil, for those who are in trial and tribulation. So as the sound comes, I dare you to begin to lift up your voice and begin to lift up your hands and just begin to make a joyful noise unto the Lord and praise God for somebody else's breakthrough, for somebody else to be able to come through and make it over their situation. Oh, there's a praise in the building this morning. There's a worship in the house this morning. And we're going to lift up our voice and magnify the name of Jesus. Oh, he's worthy. Hey. Lift up your voice this morning and magnify his name. Hallelujah, Jesus. I need some people that will come to lift up your voice and magnify the name of Jesus. Come on, the sound.
We love you, Jesus. I feel better. I don't know about you. But I love you, Jesus, more than anything. More than anybody. I love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Look, we're not going to be before you long. Hallelujah. We're going to settle here and we're going to get out the way. Hallelujah. It's something about worship. Hallelujah, about being in worship. Hallelujah, where you can talk to him and he can talk to you and he can download in you. Glory to God. And you just worship him just for who he is. And I don't know what he's been to you, but I can think I can go down a list of things that he's been to me. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. Settle here, Jesus. 
Hey, fill this room, Jesus. 
Oh, I dare you just to give God about 15 seconds and just begin to lift up your voice in thanksgiving. Oh, he's worthy of the glory. He's worthy of the praise. We make a joyful noise unto you, Lord. We lift you up. 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 We praise your name, Jesus. You're worthy. You're worthy. You're worthy. You're worthy. You're worthy. You're worthy. Bless your name, Jesus. Bless your name, Jesus. Bless your name. Oh, high and lifted up, 
and worship that went forth in this place this morning I'm telling you God is good amen and his mercy endure to all generations amen and forever and ever amen my God my God hallelujah Jesus mm, thank you father hallelujah Jesus hallelujah Jesus my 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 mm, thank you Jesus He said, let the praises reign in this place. He said, my name is magnified. My name is glorified. He said, and he feels this place this morning. That his presence, his glory, his anointing is filling us today. Receive his power. Receive his glory. Whatever you need is in the building. Whatever you need is in his presence. Hallelujah, Jesus. <laughs> My God. Somebody almost didn't make it here this morning. But by the grace of God, you're here. By the grace of God, you're here. Hallelujah. Somebody didn't wake up last night, this morning. Somebody didn't wake up this morning. They intended to get up. They planned on getting up. But God graced us to see a brand new day. To open our eyes and see the sunlight, to see the blue skies, to see the trees blowing, to see the roads and the pathways, to see the cars go by, to see the breath and the air and the elements. Nobody like you, Jesus. It's nobody like you, Jesus. I fall in love with you, Jesus. More and more each day. I fall in love with you, Jesus. More and more each day. You're so good to us. So kind to us. Falling in love with Jesus. <laughs> Somebody said it's the best thing that ever happened to me. Hallelujah. Jesus. Hallelujah. My God, my God. Hallelujah. We give God glory this morning. We give him praise. For there's none like you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on and give the Lord a hand praise. Thank you. 
something's good gonna happen today. <laughs> Something good is about to happen today. Something good is about to happen today. Right now, I decree and declare something good is about to happen. My God, my God. Aha. Listen, the Holy Spirit was ministering to me last night. Tell somebody sitting next to you to look at me now. Because I'm about to be different. Jesus, I, I need you to look the other way. And I need you to tell somebody else to look at me now. Because I'm about to be different. Woo, Jesus. Because God's getting ready to shift and turn some things around in your life. Some things are getting ready to happen for you. Some things are getting ready to manifest for you that have been held up. But I decree and declare, I release it from the heavens that it will manifest in your life right now. I decree and declare, I'm about to be different. Marcus, I'm about to be different. Brother Mike, I'm about to be different. Isaiah, I'm about to be different. Change is here. Deliverance is here. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. My God, my God. I'm about to be different. I don't want to be the same. I'm about to be different. Hey, hey. I don't want to be the same. Make me new, Jesus. Fresh wind, God. Blow on me. Blow my way. Make me different, Lord. I'm about to be different. Hey, my change is here. My newness is here. My deliverance is here. I'm about to be different. I'm not going to be the same. Hey, Jesus. I'm different. I'm different. Jesus. I'm different. I can't go back. I can't go back. I'm different. He's changing me. He's healing me. He's making me new. I'm different. I'm different. Jesus. My God, my God. I'm about to be different. I'm about to be different. <laughs> I dare you to get that in your spirit. <laughs> my God. I'm different, Jesus. <laughs> Come on, that's it. I'm different. I'm different. I'm different. I'm different. Make me new, Jesus. I'm different, Jesus. <laughs> My God, my God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, 
Listen, y'all, we got to move forward because I'm excited about this word and it's going to bless your life today. I promise you. My God, my God. Listen, let's move expeditiously, amen, and move forward in our service. Hallelujah. It's time to give, y'all. Come on, that's a good place to give God some glory. It's time to bless the Lord with our giving. God has sustained us. He's kept us. He's provided us on our jobs. He's kept us healthy that we can work and that we can go in and we can receive a paycheck that God covers us. He protects us and blesses us. We have to give him the glory and the thanks. And because of that, we sow our seed. We give our tithes and offering and we expect God to bless and move in our life. Amen. So let's prepare our hearts to give on this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. Those of you all who are watching online, you can give online at www.newcovncwc.com. You can click that give tab. We're giving toward our tithes and offering, toward our debt freedom seed, and toward benevolence, whatever you would like to sow on this morning as we believe God to bring us into a place of being a debt-free people. You can give also on Easy Time. You can go to the app if you don't have the app. Download the app, go to Easy Time, look for New Covenant Worship Center, Joliet, Illinois. Download the app, put your information in, and you can have it stored, and you can get your emails of your giving every time you give. Amen. Those of you all who are in the building, if you need an envelope, please raise your hand. Brother Terrence will get you an envelope. Those of you all who still have the United States Postal Service, you want to write that check and put it in the mail. We will receive it and we're glad, amen, for those who are tithing and giving their offerings through the mail. Mail it to 2423 Glenwood Avenue, Joliet, Illinois, 60435, amen. shall be given back to you, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give into your bosom. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah.
God bless you, Sister Bridget. Amen. We're praying for you. Hallelujah, Jesus. bless the offering. Heavenly Father, we thank you for our tithes and offering this morning. Thank you for the seed that was sown, Father. I pray that you just continue to bless the ministry, God. Continue to bless your people, God. Bless those that may not have had it to give on today, that they will be able to give on next time. We release a 100-fold return on every seed that was sown, Father. And we pray that we continue to do what you have called us to do, to build and magnify your kingdom, God, and do the things that you call us to do as a ministry. And we release increased favor overflow upon every seed. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Listen, last week we raised, keep that slide up, last week we raised $1,863 towards our building fund on last week, our debt freedom seed, amen. I'm t that's a better place for you to clap. We raised $1,863 last week toward our debt freedom seed, amen. As we believe God to pay this building off, I need somebody to write a check now for $40,000, $40,545, amen. Somebody got it, amen, out there in the realm of the spirit, amen, and they're going to hear that voice and they're going to say, I got you. And I'm going to write that check. Amen. I believe God. Amen. Amen. So we give God the glory. We give God the praise. Amen. So listen, we're excited about what God is doing. Thank you all for continuing to sow and to give. I can't believe in two months we're almost at um, $40,000 uh, left to meet our goal. I'm grateful and, and we're on the pathway to, uh, to meet our goal. We're believing God for just unexpected income that by the beginning of this next year, we're going to pay this building off and we're just going to see increase and in overflow. I'm telling you, God is moving. There are great testimonies that have been happening from people that have been sowing and giving and doing what God is instructing them to do for their obedience and there has been increase in favor amen so we continue to pray that over your lives we're not going to be in lack we're going to be in overflow increase and promotion i decree it and declare it there shall be nothing lacking in our lives by the power of the blood of jesus amen so listen, uh, a real quick, I'm just going to run through the announcements. Pastor Nisa is going to give uh, a Black History uh, moment on this uh, on this Sunday. and uh, But we'll be, uh, Tuesday night is men's prayer call at 8.30 p.m. And then uh, Wednesday, I believe, uh, praise team rehearsal will be back. The following Wednesday, okay. So not this Wednesday, but next Wednesday, praise team will be uh, back in uh, practice on next Wednesday, amen. But Tuesday is men's uh, prayer call, 8.30 p.m. Then Thursday, we're in Bible study, 6.30 p.m. in the building. And then we're back in worship on that. Uh, wait a minute, I'm skipping a date. Um, this Saturday, listen, I, I, I'm, the Holy Spirit, I love him. Because the Holy Spirit just gives you what you need. And... The Holy Spirit put upon my heart for the vision for uh, 2022 for us to have our faith building inspiration nights. Um, and that's each quarter. So the first one is coming up March 5th uh, at 7 p.m. Uh, here in the sanctuary, here in the building. I'm expecting God to move. Um, I planned out, tried to have speakers, but our speaker didn't confirm uh, for this first one. So I'm going to speak. But I'm going to release a word to everybody that's in the house. It may not necessarily come from me, but there's going to be prophetic impact. I'm going to have our prophets that are in the house. I'm going to get with them this week. Those of you all who can be in the building on Saturday night, uh, you do not want to miss because I'm expecting God for a powerful impartation. We're going to release a quick word, but I'm going to pray for people and begin to release the word over their life because we need a charge and we need a push in the spirit. 
to get us to the next place, amen? Because some of us have been in, in, in just in, in a place of isolation, in a place of uh, uh, not knowing what pathway to take, what choices to make, and we've been in a lot of different health issues and challenges, but I'm here to decree and declare victory belongs to us, amen? And we're gonna walk in that. So meet us here Saturday at 7 p.m. Uh, for our Faith Building Inspiration Night. It's happening every quarter, amen? So I'm just believing God for a mighty move of God on this Saturday night. Um, to be in the building. It's going to be a great opportunity for you to be able to just be in his presence and for God to move in the house. Amen. So come on, um, Pastor Venice. And also Wednesday night is our prayer for peace in schools. Well, good morning. Um, this is your last Black History moment. Uh, we're moving out of Black History Month, and we'll be moving into Women's History Month of the month of March. And so, ladies, um, stay tuned uh, with your email. But today we are honoring or recognizing Philip B. Downey. Okay, Philip B. Downey was known for the invention of the street letterbox which is also known as the mailbox. You know that place we rarely go to? He arranged this invention to save people for a long travel to the post office. His design was made out of metal and had a safe door where the letters could be put in and be protected from theft from weather damage. So we thank God for Brother Downey putting together that idea. Amen. And that's your Black History moment. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Venice. Great job. Amen. Thank you, media team. Amen. For getting that fact. Amen. And listen, y'all. Well, let's get forward. We got everything out the way, all preliminaries. With, um, I got one more thing I got to do. And then we're going to get this word because I'll forget. Um. This is from uh, the Davis family, uh, Sister Chantel, Brother Isaiah, and all of those uh, that's connected, Sister Pamela Bryant. We know that we lost our beloved sister, amen, but they want to just say thank you. To say goodbye to a loved one is never easy, but your words of encouragement, prayers, and cards were a refreshing wind that uplifted our spirits. We thank you for your kindness, care, flowers, and donations during this difficult time from the family of Pamela Bryant, amen. So we continue to keep those lifted in prayer uh, who have lost loved ones. We continue to please pray for Sister Bridget, amen, and Sister Brittany and their family and the loss of Sister Yvette. Um, and I'm just, we just give God the uh, praise for the life that she has lived and we've known her and what she had accomplished here with her time on this earth. Amen. And so we're just grateful, amen, that she was able to be a part of this ministry and have a great impact on so many people. And so we're grateful for her and her life and her parents. We pray for peace and strength in this time. Amen. amen. All right. Let's get into this word because it's going to bless you today. Um, let's go to first Samuel chapter one. First Samuel chapter one. Um, I'm closing out this particular uh, part of this series, Whole Life Prosperity, on being whole mentally today. Uh, next month, um, we're going to tackle. I don't know if I'm going to do the full month, but we're going to uh, next week. We'll be in being whole emotionally. Amen. Being whole emotionally, um, and we want to just begin to minister and teach in that area. But today, let's close out uh, this particular being whole mentally. Uh, last week, we just began to share and just see how God just begins to move and he just begins to deliver and, and strengthen us and, 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 and heal us and, and bring forth such great things through our mind that we have to know the power of our mind and what our mind possesses. And I, at the beginning of this particular series, I read this and I want to read it again and then we're going to get into the scripture. It says, mind power is one of the strongest and most useful powers you possess. 
This power together with your imagination can create success or failure, happiness or unhappiness, opportunities or obstacles. Mind power is composed of your, your attention, your mental images, and your thoughts. Thoughts are energy. Amen? Amen. So listen, let's go to 1 Samuel chapter 1. This is a very familiar passage of scripture, but uh, I was asking Holy Spirit, what should I minister in this last part of this um, being whole mentally? And the Lord kind of began to bring back to my remembrance, Sister Hannah. Uh, Sister Hannah really had some uh, mental things that she had to deal with, that she had to overcome in order to get her to the place uh, to where God needed her to be for her to receive what God wanted to bless her with. Um, and a lot of times we don't understand um, the full the fullness of what people may go through. Yeah, we can come in and we can smile. We can look the part. But there are some inward things that we may be dealing with that you may not know. There may be some struggles. There may be some hardships. There may be some situations that cannot be conveyed to everyone. But there's at some point in time you have to release and talk to somebody. Amen. And just begin to share what you may be dealing with and going through. And so here in this particular uh, story, uh, Elkanah was married to uh Phineas, and uh, Hannah. So he had two wives. And so we're going to see here. Uh, I just want to read the scriptures today. I'm not going to paraphrase a lot of it, but I want to read it to you this time because I want you to see some things that will begin to transpire. Now, uh, Peniah, uh, Helkanah's wife, she had children and she was able to bear children. But uh, uh, Hannah, she could not have children and she could not bear children. And so um, now Elkanah would begin to make up for that and he would begin to give her special treatment. He would begin to, uh, you know, give her more of the time that he would have to be able to offset because she did not have children. And because of that, Paniah was jealous of that. And so she would begin to taunt Hannah and she would begin to, you know, agitate her and they begin to talk about her because she was not able to have children. And so let's look at uh, this particular passage and let's start at verse six. It says, so Paniah would taunt Hannah and make fun of her because the Lord had kept her from having children. Now, I want you to pause right there and stop right there. Go back to your childhood and remember how you felt when they teased you. Go back to your childhood when they talked about something that was different about you, that was unique about you, that somebody said that they didn't like or somebody talked about and somebody may have taunted you and they may have constantly teased you and tried to pick at you and you went home dejected. You went home, you know, feeling depressed and feeling like you were, uh, you know, not worthy or didn't have value because somebody talked about you and so I want you to see the impact that words have on us the impact that people can speak things over you that can take you to a mental place that will begin to take you out of your place of where God wants you to be so Paniah would taunt Hannah and make fun of her because the Lord had kept her from having children now you got to understand something Paniah has some mental issues also because she's at a place to be jealous of somebody else and she's in a position where she's in competition because she wants the time that Elkanah is giving this other woman that she's not getting and so you have to understand that you tapped into a situation by marrying somebody who had another wife oh I'm not gonna get no help in here so you got to understand that you're not gonna have all the attention that you you think you should have because you entered into something that you came into agreement with. You knew he had another woman. Oh, I'm not going to get no help in here. All my side pieces say, what's up? 
Oh, Jesus, it's going to get real. I'm so glad that nobody say what's up. Y'all missed that. It went all over your head. You'll catch it tomorrow. But there are some side pieces somewhere listening. I'm not saying they may be in the building, but somewhere they listening. Amen. They've come into agreement, and they know the why, and they know that this thing is happening, and they've accepted it, and they're going right along with it. But you still want to have an issue with me. Oh, my God. What did you sign up for? Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. So, 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 so back to the scripture. Don't get all focused. Amen. Get right back here in the word. It says, so Paniah, who taught Hannah and made, taught Hannah and make fun of her because of the Lord had kept her from having children. Year after year, it was the same. Paniah would taunt Hannah as they went to the tabernacle. Each time, Hannah would be reduced to tears and would not even eat. Now, listen at this. This particular taunting spirit that Paniah is coming against her with, she's coming at her year after year. So you mean to tell me every time that it's time for the sacrifice, I believe Hannah gets into a place of a frenzy. She gets into a place of, 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 of worrying and stressing and that now this is the time that this woman is going to come at me and she's going to taunt me and she's going to talk about me and she's going to bring me to this place of tears and bring me to a place where I don't even want to eat. So she's having these particular up and down roller coasters of being in a place of depression, being in a place of not knowing who she is and her true value and her and her true worth because she's allowing somebody to place an identification on her that does not come from God so you gotta stop letting people identify you in the sense of how they see you you gotta see yourself through the eyes of God you gotta know that you've been fearfully and wondrously made I don't care how many times they say you got boogers in your nose I don't wanna care how many times they talk about you being cross-eyed I don't wanna care how many times they tell you call you fat and they call you Joni Burger they call you big husky boy I'm just trying to get you to get free today if you still hold Holding on to that stuff 40 years ago, baby. You don't know Jesus. I ain't gonna get no help in this place today. Some of y'all still upset. My, this girl on my face, she my friend, she was still on my birthday. She said, happy birthday, Joni Burger. Now she the only one that could get away with calling me that because she created the name. I said, girl, you better be lucky you're still my friend. I like you like that. But that doesn't offend me. I'm not upset at that. I got over that because I found out who I was in Christ. Now, when I was looking like Jonah Burger in grammar school, I didn't know Jesus. So that may have had an impact or an influence on me at the time. But you got to not stay in that place because once I get into Christ, old things have passed away. And behold, all things have become new. You got to recognize who you are in the kingdom. I don't care what they used to call you before you knew Christ. That stuff is gone. It's out of here. Sayonara, Arima Dirty. I don't know you. I'm a new creature. I'm different. Oh, Jesus, Pastor Benice called it. So, so here it is. You've got to realize that Hannah is being taught a year after year. So I want you to imagine that every year I'm going through this tormenting phase. And this woman is coming at me. I'm in anguish. I'm frustrated. I don't know what to do. But what? I'm not even eating. And, and, and I'm crying and I'm weeping. And so now Hannah, Elkanah recognizes that Hannah's going through something. Yes, come on. Oh my God. How many men can recognize when their wife is being challenged? He says, listen. Now, he, listen what he says. He said, why are you crying, Hannah? Elkanah would ask. Why aren't you eating? Why be downhearted just because you have no children? You have me. Isn't that better than having ten sons? Now, you got to understand something. Elkanah is content with not having any children with Hannah because he has children with Paniah. 
He has a legacy, but it's just not through Hannah. But Hannah is at a place, she wants to have a child, and she wants to have children because this is her desire. Regardless of what her husband is at a place, she wants to have a child to have a lineage and a legacy attached to Elkanah. And also, she wants to be at the place where I don't want to have to year after year go through this pain and this anguish of this taunting and this tormenting. Because I know that if I have a child, it's going to shut up my enemy. I'm just here to let you know that when your deliverance come, it will shut up some of your enemies. When you get your mind right, when you get to the place of deliverance, when everybody threw you away, when everybody talked you, talked about you, when everybody said you wasn't going to be nothing, when you get to that place and you get your deliverance, you can let them see you, baby, and tell them I'm different. Oh, Jesus. So, 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 El, so Elkanah told him. He, she said, listen, I, I, am I better than you than 10 sons? But see, he didn't understand the mental state of his wife in the fullness of the type of pain that she was going through every year they had to come to make the sacrifice. So here, what did Hannah do? Because she could have stayed in that place of anguish and torment and not sought after God to bring forth healing. I'm here to encourage you that if you're in a mental state and you're in a place where things are unbalanced, I need to direct you to God's presence. I need to direct you to the place of prayer. I need to direct you to the place where you can find God. And so what does Hannah do? Listen at verse 9. She says, once after a sacrificial meal at Shiloh, Hannah got up and went to pray. Now notice, she didn't ask Elkanah to go with her. She didn't ask Paniah to go with her. She said she got up from the particular time of eating and she made a decision that I'm going up to pray. I'm going to separate myself and get away from the people who are constantly trying to pull me back. Constantly trying to pull me into a place of, 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 of just chaos and confusion and trying to pull me back into the old ways. I need to get into a place where I can hear God. So when you're in a mental state of going through trauma, going through issues, I need you to get in prayer. So Eli the priest was sitting at his customary place beside the entrance of the tabernacle. Hannah was in deep anguish. Listen, y'all, I need you to hear these words. He said, Hannah was in deep anguish, crying bitterly as she prayed to the Lord. Now, this is not a normal prayer. See, when you're at a place at your last wit's end, when you're at a place when all else has failed, and you're at a place where I'm trying to get God's attention, you can't come in there with that pity pat stuff. Father God, I ask you right now in the name of Jesus. I need you to come into my heart. I need you to heal my life. I need you to deliver me from Paniah because she's agitating me and getting on my nerves. And I need you to deal with her. No. Mm -mm. She began to pray with anguish and she began to have a fervent prayer. That word fervent is hot. She begins to go in. But I need you to understand something. She was going in, but she wasn't even opening her mouth with words. She was in the spirit. She was moaning and groaning. That was a that was a, a penetration that she was going forth into the spirit realm. And she was just in her heart saying, Father God, I need you to help me. God, I'm crying out to you today. God, I can't make it no more. God, I need you to heal my mind. I need you to heal my heart. I'm not concerned about my enemies. I'm not concerned about them. I need you to help me right now. I need you to deliver me. I'm in need of help, Jesus. I need you to heal my mind, heal my heart, touch my mind and deliver me from my hurt and my shame and my past and my guilt. All the things that come to try to condemn me. God, remove it from me right now in the name of Jesus. She began to pray like that. She began to intercede and begin to call on the name of the Lord. And listen what happens. It says Hannah was deep in deep anguish, crying bitterly as, as she prayed to the Lord. And she made this vow. Oh, Lord of the heaven's armies, 
If you look upon my sorrow and answer my prayer and give me a son, then I will give him back to you. He will be yours for his entire lifetime. And as a sign and as a sign that he has been dedicated to the Lord, his hair will never be cut. As she was praying to the Lord, Eli watched her saying, seeing her lips moving, but hearing no sound. But he thought she had been drinking. Must you come here drunk? He demanded. Throw away your wine. Now here it is. Here go another man perceiving something about her that's not the case. Oh my God. And so you have to understand. He thought she was drunk with wine. This is where he saw people look like or people act like when they had been drunk with wine. And listen to what she says in verse 15. She said, oh no, sir. She replied. I haven't been drinking wine or anything stronger. She ain't had no wine or Hennessy. It says, but I am very discouraged. Yeah. I need you to get to the point and place to confess how you really feel. Yeah. If you want to be whole mentally, you have to be have the courage enough to begin to confess and say how you really are feeling. You can't just keep on saying, I'm going to make it. I'm blessed and highly favored. I'm baptized with fire, ghost, holy ghost, speaking in tongues. No, baby, I'm jacked up today. No, I don't feel like it today. No, I'm having issues today. No, I'm not in the right mind space today. Because if you would open up and tell somebody that, they would have the unction and they begin to pray for you and begin to encourage you. So at that moment, she said, but I am very distressed. And I was pouring out my heart to the Lord Notice he said I'm pouring out my heart to the Lord You can't get on the phone and pray out your heart To your gossiping friends Your gossiping sisters and brothers You gotta begin to pour your heart out to the Lord You gotta begin to get into a space And begin to tell God all about it And watch God begin to minister to your need Watch him begin to speak to your situation So as she was pouring out her heart In verse 16 said Don't think I'm a wicked woman <laughs> She wanted Eli to understand listen don't get it twisted I'm not a wicked woman I'm just discouraged and I'm going through some stuff I'm in this space right now but this is not who I'm going to be forever so you, so you got to understand this mental thing that you're dealing with right now is not at the thing that you're going to be at forever this is a moment this is a space of time this is just a couple of sentences in the chapter of the book you're going to move forward. She said, for I have been praying out of great anguish and sorrow. She said, I've been going through. I, I, I've been challenged. I mean, I don't know whether I'm going and coming someday. Everything is just going down around me. And so listen, verse 17. In that case, <laughs> Eli changes his particular posture toward her. She said, in that, he said, in that case, Eli said, go in peace. May the God of Israel grant the request you have asked of him. Now, I need to back up. Eli didn't know what she asked for because he said I didn't hear no words coming out of his mouth, out her mouth. But he knew that she had to be asking for something. Because of the anguish, because of the sorrow, because of the way she was in that presence of God, he knew she was asking for something. I'm here to let you know that once you let God know and you let somebody else know what you're dealing with and how you're feeling, the prophet will come and he'll speak something in your life and he'll speak to the word that you've been praying about, that you've been interceding about, and he'll begin to charge the atmosphere and the angels will begin to grab hold of the word that came out of the prophet's mouth and they'll begin to go and work on your behalf. But if you never release and you never get to the mental space to come into the house of the Lord, to get around the saints, to get around somebody that can see 
in the spirit. You're trying to look at TV and call up the psychic and tune on Oprah and turn on the, the viewing. And you're trying to get all of these particular natural resources to heal your mental state and to heal your spiritual state. You need a prophetic word that will begin to speak to your situation, that will take you to your next, that will deliver you out of the place of bondage. And so when, when Eli came into agreement with her, that began to change her attitude. So he said, in that case, Eli said, go in peace. May the God of Israel grant the request you have asked of him. In verse 18, she said, oh, thank you, sir. There's an explanation point there in the New Living Translation. Because at that point, she realized that if the prophet came into agreement with me, that God honestly heard my prayer. And that something's going to happen. Because the man or woman of God has come into agreement with me. I thank God for Evangelist Marion. She encouraged me over the years. And she would call me up. She said, if I'm really going through something, she knows. She said, I'm going to call you apostle or pastor Venice. She said, because you're going to get a prayer through. She said, you're going to begin to speak to that thing. And I'm going to see it happen and manifest. That's not boasting about me. That's just boasting about the faith and the power that we believe and trust in. That God is working through me. And if you would find somebody that really hear from God. That really believe God. That really trust God. They will pray your way out. They will pray you through your situation. I need somebody to help me because I'm different. Oh, thank you, sir, she exclaimed. Listen at this. Then she went back and began to eat again. And she was no longer sad. You mean to tell me that I've been going through all this mental pressure year after year, and the only thing I had to do was get up from the table and separate myself from the people who were doing the same stuff and having the same issues that I was having when I made the decision to get from around the people who were trying to pull me down when I made a decision to get into my own self in my own space and get in my own quiet time to find out an opportunity where I can meet God and I can hear from him by myself and that's when things begin to happen and I'm here to help you get whole mentally if you would find the time and the space to get before God by yourself I know you got a prayer partner I know you marriage and you got a boo I know you got your children there but God just wants some one-on-one -on -one time with you he just wants you to begin to yada with him have a deep conversation with him and tell him all about it and if you would tell him long enough and you would cry out hard enough and you would be sincere enough in your heart I believe that God will send forth the man or woman of God to confirm what you asked for and say all is well it is so it will manifest it will happen and you can get up and shake yourself off and dust yourself off go get you a happy meal baby go get you a Morton steak baby put a smile on your face wash your hair brush your teeth put your good clothes on take yourself on a date buy yourself something new encourage yourself when ain't nobody else around I'm preaching way better than you shout I'm trying to. So listen. Listen. What? So she no longer sad. She eating. She good. So look what happens. <laughs> oh my God. The entire family got up early the next morning and went to worship the Lord once more. So now, before they went back home, she had another opportunity to go in God's presence. Yesterday, I went in jacked up. But today, when I come back, 
I'm different. I told you, look at me now, because I'm not going to be the same. I'm about to be different. It said the entire family got up early the next morning and went to worship the Lord once more. Then they returned home to Ramah. When Elkanah slept with Hannah, the Lord remembered her plea. And in due time, she gave birth to a son. She named him Samuel. For she said, I asked the Lord for him. Yes. What have you asked the Lord for? Yes. I I'm talking about, see, you've been trying to figure out your way. What have you really asked the Lord for? Have you truly asked God for it? And listen at this. So, so the next year came around. Elkanah's family they went for the annual trip. And she said, listen, I'm going to stay here with the boy until he's weaned. Get him together. And then we'll come back the next time. So let's pick it up at verse uh, 26. We almost there, y'all. <clears throat> Verse 26. You ready? So now this is the next year. After, this is the year after because now the child has been weaned. And she's now come back with the child. And to bring the offering and the sacrifice with Elkanah and the rest of the family. And so she goes up in verse 26. She says, sir, do you remember me? She's talking to Hannah, uh, Eli. Hannah asks, I am the very woman who stood here several years ago. Y'all missing this thing. Several years ago, I was jacked up. Several years ago, I was taunted. I was being tormented. I was in a mental. I was in a mental state where I was about to have a mental breakdown. I was about to go out of my mind. A few years ago, I need you to hear something because somebody cannot stand and say a few years ago because somebody lost their life those years ago. Somebody took their life those years ago, and they're not here to stand and be delivered. That's why I'm trying to help you become whole mentally because I know you're in a fight, baby. I know you're going through some stuff, baby. But that's not the answer to your problem. That's not the solution to your issue. I need you to get to the point in place where you can go back to the man and woman of God. Do you remember me from a few years ago? I came in here busted, raggedy, jacked up. I did not have nothing. I was broke. My mind was jacked up. I was going through so many divorces. Men had did me wrong. Women had did me wrong. I was just jacked up. I lost my job. But do you remember me? Oh my God. See, it's important that she begin to allow Eli to recognize who she was because I need to give God the glory of what happened to me. Because I need to let the man of God know that what you spoke over my prayer begin to manifest. Oh, Jesus. Listen, I got to move forward. Y'all making me excited this morning. Oh, Jesus. Sir, do you remember me? Hannah asked. I am the very woman who stood here several years ago praying to the Lord. I asked the Lord to give me this boy. And he has granted my request. Now I am giving him to the Lord and he will belong to the Lord his whole life. And they worship the Lord there. So Hannah, not only a few years ago, went in with mental anguish, being tormented and taunted. But a few years later, she actually came back and gave back to the Lord what she vowed she was going to do. And when you honor that vow, God's going to honor you. And because she honored the vow, they begin to worship the Lord. And then I don't I'm not, I don't have time, but when you get time, you can read first Samuel the first the first verses in chapter two because she begins to pray and she begins to call out. I'm just gonna read a few verses. It says, Then Hannah prayed. Now, this is three years later. See what happens is we get out of God's presence once God bless us. We don't come back to God because it's fixed. I, can I I'm not I got three witnesses in here. Four. Oh, can I get a fifth? Listen. When things get fixed, you don't see people no more. But when you was going through hell, you said, 
applause I get. Oh, I'm just letting you know that that's, that's the tone, that's the atmosphere. That's the anguish, that's the sorrow, that's the discouragement that's in their voice. And then once God fixes it, because we pray and we come into agreement. We lift our hands in the sanctuary. We lift our hands to give you the glory. That's the week after they've been fixed. We give you praise. We give you the glory. Next week they come back. We lift our hands in the sanctuary. That's two weeks. We lift our hands to give you the glory. Third week. You saying sister, such, such. Well, it's only one Sunday. Another Sunday, go back. Anybody saying sister, such, such? I ain't heard nothing from them. I tried to call Nate answer. Third, we go back. You see, it's a such such. No, I ain't even seen him on Facebook. I don't know where he at. Fourth, we come back. Hold on, hold on. Fourth, we come back. You see, it's a such such. Somebody, yeah, I saw on Instagram on the beach in Miami. Smiling with a cocktail in her hand. Oh, she okay then? Now, how you get to Miami and skip Joliet? Oh, let me go back to the scripture. Because I, I ain't getting no help in here. I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm just trying to help somebody because a few years later, Hannah found herself in the sanctuary of the place where she received her blessing. If you would honor God where he blessed you at, where he delivered you at, he will keep on blessing you. He will keep on delivering you. He will keep on making a way for you. But you can't give up on God just because it's looking good. Just because it's working out in your favor right now. Because baby, rain is coming another time. Then Hannah prayed, my heart rejoices in the Lord. The Lord has made me strong. Now I have an answer for my enemies. That's the part right there. I rejoice because you rescued me. No one in whole, no one is holy like the Lord. There is no one beside you. There is no rock like our God. Stop acting so proud and haughty. Don't speak with such arrogance. For the Lord is God who knows what you have done. He will judge your actions. Bow, bow of the mighty. The bow of the mighty is now broken. And those who stumbled are now strong. I, I ain't got time to read all that, y'all. You read it at home. So now, oh my God. Drop down to verse. Oh my God. Oh Jesus. Read verse 11. Then Hilkanah returned home to Ramah without Samuel. And the boy served the Lord by assisting Eli, the priest. Notice this. Hilkanah did not give Hannah any beef or any resistance. To her making a vow to give up his son. This is the only child that's been born to her. To, born to him through her. And he said, as the Lord has said, I'm with you. That's some verses prior. I didn't read that. But she came, he came into agreement with her. And so he allowed the boy to be released. Because I'm going somewhere. Once Elkanah was able to release something that was of value. Because this is the only son that he had with Hannah. That opens the door for more. See, if you will release what you got and stop holding on to what you got, God can give you more. You've been holding on to that same dollar, 
balled up, wrinkled in your hand, and you keep throwing it in every week. A dollar, boom, throwing it in, boom, throwing it in. Dollar time, dollar, one time, one is one. How are you going to multiply something off of that? You got to release more than that. And so now, listen, 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 because we get ready to close this thing out. So, God. Oh, my God. So, let me read this, and we're going home. Let's look at verse 18 just for just for reading sake. And so, but Samuel, though he was uh, the only boy, now we're talking about Samuel, Hannah's son who was just born. But Samuel, though he was only a boy, served the Lord because he's made his vow. He's in the temple with Eli. He wore a linen garment like that of a priest. Now, I told you things started in the mind. Yeah. Here it is. Hannah made robes for him as a boy to put him in the position and the image of what he was going to be. See, he was, she was dressing him for what he was to become. See, y'all missing this. Presidents are made. They ain't elected. Y'all miss this thing. Presidents are made. They're not elected. Trump was being, was being molded and shaped years and years ago. Joe Biden shaped and molded years and years ago. Though Bill Clinton shaped and molded years and years ago to become what they wanted them to be. It is already fixed. It's already adjusted. They already got a plan for it. It is made, shaped, and molded. It's not elected. Oh, I ain't going to get no help in here. Now, that... Now, let me back this thing up and clarify something because I don't want you to get it twisted. Keep voting and you better vote. Don't you think that your vote don't count? But I want you to understand something. Things are going to happen because they're going to happen because it's been made to be. But you making your vote and making your voice made known makes a difference. Amen? Amen. I have to back that up, clear it up because somebody hear me wrong. But Samuel, because these young folks don't want to vote. It don't mean nothing. It don't count. Okay. Okay, when it come down your alley, watch what happen. Back to the scripture, y'all. Thank you. I appreciate you, Minister Suzette. He said, but Samuel, though he was only a boy, served the Lord. He wore a linen garment like that of a priest. Each year, his mother made him a small coat for him and brought it to him when she came with her husband for the sacrifice. So she dressed him every year as he grew. She made another robe. She wanted it to fit him. She wanted him to represent the kingdom well. See, it wasn't like when we grew up, you had that same Easter suit that was handed down from your little brother and your little sister. You had to wear that same dress. It was a little tight because you got a little fat and you weren't the same size. Baby, it looked good on you. Your mama told you, wear it anyway. Suck your stomach gun and zip that zipper up. Fold your toes up. I know, you, I know your feet. Fold them up. You only gonna wear them for an hour. You got no money for no new shoes. You better stop it. Y'all get back to the scripture. So each year his mother made a small coat for him and brought it to him when she came with her husband for the sacrifice. Before they returned home, listen at this. Eli would bless Elkanah and his wife. Because I'm telling you, it's, a, it's, it's, it's important about the man and woman of God who's speaking over you. Every time they came into the presence for the yearly sacrifice, Eli, because Eli has seen God move in Hannah's life, and so now there's a connection. And now Eli has seen how God has favored her. He said, I'm not going to get out of their presence without speaking over their life because there's something on them that's going to bless me because they birthed Samuel in the earth, and he's going to take my spot. Oh, y'all missing this thing. So listen, he said, before they return home, Eli would bless Elkanah and his wife and say, listen at this. This is what he said. This is what we can close it out. Listen what the man of God says. May the Lord 
give you other children to take the place of this one she gave to the Lord. Now he's made a declaration. He's made a decree out of the mouth of the prophet. Y'all missing this thing. This is why you have to be careful what is prophesied and spoken over your life. And you got to be able to know and discern, is this of the Lord? And so as he will begin to speak and speak a blessing on them, he said, may the Lord give you another another children. Listen to this, not another child, other children. But why? To take the place of the one you gave up. I told you, release the dollar, release the five, release the ten, release the hundred so he can give you more. When she released Samuel, God will begin to open up the door for more. Y'all ready? Y'all ready for y'all shout? Y'all ready for your shout? Because verse 21 is where you need to shout it. Y'all ready? Y'all ain't ready. Let me read verse 20 and then 21 together because this is where you're going to shout it and I'm going home. Before they return home, Eli would bless Elkanah and his wife and say, may the Lord give you other children to take the place of this one she gave up. This one she gave to the Lord. Verse 21. And the Lord blessed Hannah and she conceived and gave birth to what? Three sons and two daughters. Meanwhile, Samuel grew up in the presence of the Lord. Now, let me help you get some sanctified shouting shoes on your feet. Is it not an anointing? That God has raised up Samuel to be a big brother. And now his little sisters and little brothers can look up to a big brother and say, my big brother is an anointed prophet. My big brother is an anointed man of God. He stays in the house of the Lord. He sits in the presence of Eli. My big brother is bad. My big brother is powerful. My big brother is called of God. Do you not see that how he set the atmosphere because Hannah sacrificed and gave up what she asked for? If you would give up what you asked for at some point in time, that thing is valuable to you. I guarantee you God will give you double. I guarantee you God will release a greater anointing. He'll release a greater favor. If I didn't release God's house of prayer and restoration ministries at 9118 South Ashland, how could I overcome and come into this place of new company worship center? How am I going to take this and how God's going to bless me with this if I don't cut that off? If I don't release that and let it go? It was dying. It did not have anything. It was on life support for years. But why are you going to keep trying to hold on to something that's dying? Let it go. Let it die. That's a seed that gets in the ground and eventually it's going to rise up and grow. And that's what it did in New Covenant Worship Center. I got to go, y'all. Through all of that, Hannah's mental state was made whole because she made the decision to say, I'm not going to sit here year after year and allow you to talk about me, talk me. Bring me to a place of feeling like I'm not worth anything to make me feel like I don't have any value that you don't that I'm just some, you know, hand me down some little side chick or something. No, I'm valuable and I have worth. And when you understand your value and your worth, you won't settle for nothing less. And the thing that brought Hannah through, she said, listen, I'm getting up from the table. That's the first that's the first choice you need to make. If you're going to be whole mentally, you got to make a decision. I'm getting up from the table. I'm, I'm going to stop eating and hanging with the same folk that brought me to anguish, that brought me to torment, that brought me to talking about me and pulling me down and all this other stuff. Somebody really need to hear this today. Because you've been trying to please some folk that really don't want to be in your presence. Why are you hold, 
holding on to somebody that don't even want you. What is wrong? Hannah got to the point place. I'm going to pray. And when she made that decision, God began to open up doors for her and gave her peace. Not only did he give her one child, she got six kids, y'all. What? Notice as she prayed the prayer that God, you silenced my enemies. Weapon I had. I told you when you do what God has led you to do and you're obedient and you get your deliverance, you ain't going to hear nothing else from your haters. You ain't hear nothing else from your enemies. Where's Paniah at? Do you find, I ain't heard nothing else from her. I ain't heard her name mentioned after this. I don't know what happened to her. He's still married to her because he said the whole family go up here after year to sacrifice. But notice this. Hannah did not do unto Paniah what she did to her. Once she got healed and made whole, she had to be loving and accepting. And she had to be in a position to know who Paniah was to Elkanah and knew her place and knew her responsibility. So you can't get back and now to come back and taunt. She could have been back saying, you see that? You see that? I went to my God and I prayed and I got my baby. Not only that, I got five more babies now. And what you going to do now? She didn't do that. You can't go and taunt the blessing that God blessed you with. You can't go and throw it somebody. You see, God did it. I told you he was going to do it. No, you just walk in it. And God's going to deal with the enemies. I'm telling you, God will do it. Amen. Somebody give the Lord a hand praise. I'm, I'm just give me two seconds. I'm give me two things. I'm gonna do. We're gonna get out of here. pray for Deacon Jerry real fast but then if anybody else that needs healing I need you to stand on your feet after I pray for him if you need healing we're going to release a corporate prayer for healing today alright come on uh, Deacon Jerry just stand on where you at which shoulder is it that's in therapy that, so that's your right shoulder Deacon Ryan, you stand around here. Put your right hand on his right on his right shoulder. Right there, you go. Now I want everybody to point to Deacon Jerry. Heavenly Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we lift up Deacon Jerry to you today, God. Lord, we know that you have made him and created him in your image and your likeness, God. Lord, we know, God, that you have blessed his life. 
You've given him increase, overflow, favor. You spared him through Vietnam, God. And Lord, he's in a position, Lord, where his shoulder has, has been agitated and given him some, some uncomfortable moments and times. And we're asking you right now to go into that shoulder supernaturally and to begin to remove those areas where there's been tears or where there's been undue or excess pressure that has caused pain in his arm, in his, in his, in his shoulder, God. We're asking you to go in and heal by your stripes. We ask you to supernaturally make it better, make it whole. Give him the motion and the range to be able to move his arm and his shoulders without pain, without stiffness. And I decree and declare that even as he goes to physical therapy, God, that those things will work out and it will begin to manifest the complete healing in his arm and in his shoulder, God. We speak life, we speak strength, we speak peace. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. amen. And it is so. Now, if you're in need of healing, stand up. If you need to stand in a gap for somebody, you know they need a healing. And they're dealing with something in their body. I'm releasing supernatural healing. I'm believing God for restoration, for healing. If you're standing in a gap, just get that person's name in your mind and your heart. And we're just going to release prayers for healing right now. Heavenly Father, you know the situations and ailments, God. Issues that are in the lives of the people that are even under the sound of my voice in this room. And those who are watching online. Lord, we ask you right now, Father, to begin to rid every sickness, every disease, every pain. Everything, Lord, that the enemy has tried to come in and to attach itself to our body. We rebuke it right now. We call it dead. It will not have any power. It does not have any authority. I come up against arthritis, cancer. We come up against heart disease, heart attacks, strokes. We bind up prostate cancer, breast cancer, cervical cancer, colon cancer, brain cancer. We come up against every form of, of disease and illness. We come up against spinal injuries. We come up against knee pains. There will not be knee replacements or hip replacements that will be necessary. We decree that our body bodies are the temple of the Holy Ghost and that Lord you have built us and you have created us and fearfully and wondrously made us in your image and your likeness. I speak wholeness to our bodies. I speak our blood pressure. It will be regulated. I speak to our cholesterol levels. They will line up to the places and areas that they need to be. I speak to our vitamin D levels. They will be regulated and be at the levels they need to be. I speak to our oxygen levels on today Father God. I speak to every vital organ in our body, our heart, our lungs our kidney, our small intestine, large intestine, our spleen, God, our pancreas on today, Father God. I speak life to them in the name of Jesus, to our hearing, God, to our eye gates on today, God. I pray and ask you, Lord, cover us to our tongue, our throat on today, Father God. I bind up throat cancer today in the name of Jesus. Lung cancer, I bind it and break its power. I command us to live a life that's filled with peace and joy, a life that's filled with great health on today, Father God. I release your power in this room today that every person that's under the sound of my voice supernaturally you
you're going to heal, God. We're not going to be on medication all the days of our life. I break the power and the hand of the enemy. I command our diets to be regulated, God. God, I'm confessing before everybody. I want to lose 95 pounds to get to my, my ideal BMI weight. Now, I don't want you to come against it. I don't want you to say it can't be done. I prophesy that I will live a long life, that I will be healthy. I won't be on medication all the days of my life. I prophesy to my body. I speak that same anointing over every person that desires to lose weight. I command your weight to come into alignment with the size and stature of your body that has been deemed to be. You won't have problems breathing. I bind up asthma, shortness of breath. In the name of Jesus right now, I come up against ulcers. I come up against acid reflux. In the name of Jesus, digestive system issues. I bind it today right now in the name of Jesus. I come up against those particular spirits in your colon that will try to clog your colon. I command you to not to have irritable bowel syndrome in the name of Jesus. I speak life over you by the power of the blood of Jesus. You are whole, you are healed, you are made new. And God is by your stripes that we are healed. And we seal these prayers in the blood of Jesus. And it is so. And it is so. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand praise. Last thing we're going home. Brother Terrence, can you get an, uh, a, uh, a basket? Uh, I want those who have a, a cash seed that they want to sow. Uh, we want to help Sister Bridget out in her repass uh, for Sister Yvette. And we just want to give to that for those that have cash. Um, if you uh, want to give via Cash App or Zelle, you can Cash App or Zelle me. Um, if you did not get your email yesterday, my Cash App is dollar sign Jonas Jones 238. My Cash App is Jonas Jones. Uh, I mean, not, uh, yeah, Jonas Jones 238 dollar sign. If you want to write a check, you can make it out to uh, Bridget Mason. Is that correct, Bridget Mason? Make it out to Bridget Mason. Um, my Zelle is my email address, Jones. G-H-P-R at AOL.com Jones G-H-P-R at AOL.com <clears throat> Those of you all who have already cashed out I me, mean, you have till Tuesday to, to send your seed up till Tuesday. You check your email, you get all the information. Sister Bridget, do you, do you have your Zale? Or not? I can't. Okay, because what I have in cash up, I'll zail that to you, and then that way you'll you'll be able to get it. It's all well. Listen, this is what God does. We come together as a group and we begin to help and encourage people. Amen. And just begin to encourage. Amen. Somebody just sold $25. Amen. To my cash app. You have until Tuesday for those who may not have given uh, electronically may want to give. You got some in the back, Brother Terrence? We just believe in God that everything will be well. When you lose a loved one, you just want everything to be smooth and transition. And Sister Minister Suzette's going to help her out with a, a, a repass. If anybody else that can volunteer on Friday, um, please see Minister Suzette. They will be willing to give a hand um, and help out uh, at the repass on Friday. The funeral services are Friday. Brother Terrence, you got one more. 
um, the funeral services are Friday. Um, 9 to 10 is the wake, and then, no, 10 to 11 is the wake. 11 to 12 is the services, amen, and immediately following uh, is the burial, amen. That is this Friday coming up, uh, which is March 4th, amen, at St. John Missionary Baptist Church. Um, I believe it's 204 Zarley. 104 Zarley. I was going to say 204. I was close. 104 Zarley. Uh, that's in Joliet, Illinois, under Pastor Brooks uh, is the pastor. That's our friend. We appreciate him for opening his doors um, and allowing us to come in and for her to have services there for uh, the service. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. God bless you all who have, who have sold and given on Cash App. We appreciate you all sowing, and we thank God for his grace and his mercy. As they're getting that together, um, is there anybody that has anything they need to share before we close out, before we go, as they're preparing that and getting it together? Amen. Sister Bridget, go ahead. Get, you want to come up and get a mic? Go ahead. Listen, I, I, I wanna, I wanna encourage you, Sister Bridget, because even in your time of need, for you to sacrifice, because you've been sacrificing for your grandchildren all along, and here because Jaden said, "I want to come to church, Grandma." You came last week, and then with everything that happened on this week, and Jaden said, "Listen, I'm still want to go to church." Now that's his auntie; he understands what's going on. He's old enough. But he said, I got to keep living. I'm encouraging you because I want you to understand it. You have to keep living beyond the pain of what is now. And I am so grateful that you had the courage. You had the power to stand and say, I may not be coming for me. But baby, I'm coming for my grandchild because I know that God's going to do something because that's another generation that God can pour out his spirit into and that I'm going to be in a position to do all that I can to bring them to a place that they can know Jesus and know God. So I encourage you and I speak life to you. I bind the hand of the enemy that will try to come in and distract and destroy what God has built up. I speak hope. I speak peace. I speak prosperity. I speak divine help. I speak your anointing that you will flow. You will live and you will hear the voice of God to lead and guide you. And that God, you will have your way in her life. And God, I decree and declare that the services will go well and in your divine order. 
everything will run smoothly. There will be no distractions. There will be no issues. Everyone will tap in and it will work in our favor, God. And alleviate and remove any pressure off of Sister, Sister Bridget. That, Lord, we will assist and help where we can to uplift her and cover her in her time of need. We speak life. We speak hope. And it's in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Listen. I appreciate you all for sowing and giving because I just I just asked and as soon as I sent the email my hash app started moving and so I'm grateful for what God is doing and how he is moving listen I'm gonna one second I'm telling you, God did it. Now, just here in the building, you all just raised $225. And my cash app is 200 uh, and I just had it. But total, she's $475 to be going to Sister Bridget to help with her repass and help bring things together. It's going to be $500 because I'm going to have not sold my $25 yet. So come on, Sister Bridget, get this seed and, and everything else. You all took care. You gave her thing already? Okay, God bless you. Appreciate you, Deacon Jerry. All I know is it's going to be all right. Come on. Sometimes we don't know how, but it's going to be all right. Amen. Come on, let's stand on our feet. Minister Caesar, can you come dismiss us, please? Before I go, hold on, hold on. But you come on up, come on up, so you can dismiss us. Minister Tony, you guys got operation off this month of March. Brother Mary, you all are, now, you and Sister Bridget, Hobie, team number, y'all work it out. You gotta go right now, and later in the month, if she. <laughs> it's all well. 
I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Minister Z, you take care of that. Visit us, dismiss us, all of that. Do we have a first-time visitor in the building? Are we all family? Just the way we're standing right now is the way that we should stand for each other. You know, we see the building is full. And when one hurts, we all hurt. Don't take life for granted. Life is short. We've seen it here in, in our congregation. Within the last month, we have lost two of the saints. So if anybody has anything, start with your family, not even your church family. You better get that rectified. If you haven't spoke to people because pride gets in the way, rectify that. Because once they're gone, they're gone. And that all that's left behind is the sorrow and the guilt. Because your pride got in the way. Time is short. Life is fleeting. As you get older, you understand that. Young people, you guys might think that you're in the golden age, that nothing could happen to you. But again, we had it in our church that ministers of Seth's grandson and the prime of his life. Sister Yvette in the prime of her life. So, girth yourselves, tighten up that belt, be real to each other. Be real to yourselves, first of all. That's the biggest thing. When you lie to yourself that everything is going good, I have my house, I have my car, I have this, I have that, guess what? You're being a fool. Because the most important thing you have is your relationships with your loved ones, with your friends, with your church family. Because once you, you live this, leave this earth, your money ain't going with you. Your houses ain't going with you. Your clothes ain't going with you. The only thing you leave behind is your name. The only thing you leave behind is your legacy. Legacy for your family. Generational legacy. So just question yourself, am I okay? If God was to call me home, am I okay? Because remember, you're going home. What you leave behind is what's going to, the sorrow and the pain of your family. So with that said, let's uh, close that out in prayer. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for the opportunity to be here, Father, to be able to worship you in person. To be able to be in the building, Father. That's, it's not that you abide in this building or that we are special because you are here, Father. Because where there ever, ever there's two or three gathering your name, Father, you are there in the middle of the midst of them, Father. For we are like-minded. We are one thought. We are one accord. That we praise you and worship your name, Father. We ask for the people, Father, that are no longer attending this building. Because they're looking for the next great thing. But all they have to do is get on their knees, Father, and find you. To realize 
that you have been here all the time, Father. Examine ourselves, Father, from the inside out, not from the inside in, from the inside out. For people may look at us from the outside and think we all have it together. But when we go home, we go to that place that we don't like what we see. Guide us, Father. Remove all pride. Remove all envy that we have. Let us get back to the basics of one-on-one. -on -one, the way it was in our praying closet, Lord. That we're able to reach out to you and talk to you as you were sitting as you were sitting next to us, Father. Let us just speak to you. Open up our mouths. For we know that we have anguish inside, that we have dreams, that we have wishes, that we have goals that we want to reach, Father. But as Hannah, everything in due time. We honor you and we give you the honor and the glory, Father. Amen. 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 Hallelujah.